Time in the saddle. Chris Phillips Jr. has it. It's good, Ryan. Lekker. I'm Ryan O'Connor. This is how we talk cycling every week on this weekly podcast. Uh, we talk about all things local, international, also feature special guests. And this week's special guest uh, is a man who uh, not only as a, as a professional sportsman uh, has uh, represented the country by flying that flag high on the professional surfing circuit, uh, but also just a well-rounded sports person, uh, well-known in South African sports circles because the brand he represents is a, a global icons uh, in, uh, in not only development, but in their field of specialty uh, Speciality field, which is protecting eyes. Ladies and gents, Seth Hulley uh, from Oakley, South Africa. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Listen, we've known each other for, for a good couple of years. I want to talk about the, the very start of sport for you because um, uh, well-known as a professional surfer back in the day, but also just a sports person. I mean, sport's been in your blood forever. You love sport, whether it's rugby, whether it's cricket, whether it's cycling. Uh, you're a sport fanatic. Yeah, I was... Um did the world tour surfing for nine years through the 90s and um, I had a strong passion for rugby as well at the time so that's where I got to meet a lot of the rugby players back then become a lot of friends because when they were when I was competing in like in New Zealand Australia they were touring over there for the super 12s back in the day yeah and uh, yeah so uh, that's when I got and then obviously I was sponsored by Oakley while I was on the tour and then I um, started working for Oakley in 2001 and then that's when my knowledge amongst all sports started to grow and obviously being a, a sports sporting person you want to whatever the guys are competing in that's yeah. what you want to see the guys succeed in 17 years with the iconic brand that is oakley uh we've seen so much change in the in terms of development uh the technology that's now available uh, to cyclists specifically because this is a cycling podcast but athletes uh, your cricketers uh your your surfers uh, i think surfers in actual fact if you look at the oakley brand that is where it all began for oakley we're seeing it now in cyclists and it's a, a brand that uh, cyclists aspire to whether it's road um, cycling or mountain biking um uh, it's it's a brand now that 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 all national cricketers uh, aspire to own a pair in their in their <laughs> in their equipment bag but it all began on the beach well back in the day uh, we had back in the, that we we had tom carroll who was a two times world surfing champion gary elkerton um these guys were sponsored by oakley and was richie collins we remember him raising the trophy Jeez. at the santa cruz pro and wearing the ra- razor blades with the fire iridium lenses yeah. and everyone wanted to own a pair everyone of those. wanted those lenses yeah. lenses so, were like smoking hot so that's where it all started then and then obviously with uh, greg lamond approaching oakley to manufacture a pair of glasses from for the for, for the tour de france one year um that's uh, everyone thought that was Will, will the I will ever become a part of uh, cycling outfit? And today, as we can see, yeah, it is a it massive is. part of. Uh, yeah, so cycling is one of our um, important verticals for the brand. And the brand started, Chris, would you believe it or not? Uh, I said it became famous on the beach because that's where it was spotted, the different, uh, obviously, variety of, of color lenses. But it all started with BMX grips. It was the very first thing that Oakley made uh, was in actual fact uh, grips for BMX bicycles. That is where the passion began using technology that just hadn't been used before. Uh, creative design and creative elements to make these funky uh, BMX grips. Well, back then Jim Gennard, yeah. the founder of Oakley always uh, at a conference told us how it actually all started that he was um, he was an exhaust rep uh, for, for motorbikes back in the day and when he was driving out to Nevada, he was on the way to Vegas, he was riding his Harley Davidson and actually went through a couple of uh, thunderstorms, the rain came down and his hand kept slipping on the on the handlebars and that's when it, that's uh, that's how it came about so he tells those stories time and again at conferences to how it all all started uh making bmx grips and yeah 
in his garage. I mean, that was the beginning yeah. of the of the journey that we now have, which is a massive commercial success. I mean, globally, uh, the brand is everywhere in every market. Um, they are pioneering the way. And I want to talk a bit about, the, about how technology has changed because every single time we seem to see um, a development in terms of of, of bettering, uh, whether it's the depth of uh, depth, depth perception or whether it's blocking certain UV lights out, we see how Oakley as a brand have um, ha- are just one step ahead of anybody else in terms of technology. Uh, we've gone from, uh, and I remember the very first, my very first pair had what was called, it was made of unobtainium material. Because what I loved about it was they, they made their own material and then they'd give it a name. Yeah. Um, you know, it was thermonuclear <laughs> protection and unobtainium materials. Yeah. And it was like, it's just it was mind-blowing the kind of the, the kind of terms that were, were, were being thrown around it's by outer Oakley. space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. Never been thought of. Yeah. Now we have PRISM technology, which is at the forefront again of the very best protection in terms of eyewear. Absolutely. So um, our R&D department worked very closely with our athletes to to research and develop um, the lenses and basically getting the right light transmission through those lenses and, and actually by whatever sport you're doing and you're looking predominantly at that color background, we're trying to get the right light coming through those lenses so that it enhances what you're looking at. Now, you don't just stop at cycling because you go, right, listen, we understand that golfers uh, have a different um, uh, view every day. They see a lot of green. They see a lot of uh, colors, maybe early morning, late morning. They've got to read a green, how the green rolls. So Oakley have gone, well, listen, we understand golfing's a massive market for us. A lot of golfers we, we, uh, need the very best. Now, they've got a prison range for golfers. They've got one for trail mountain bikers. They've got one for road uh, cyclists. They've got one for snowboarders. And the list goes on. And this is what I love. It's not one lens. Um, that basically goes, well, listen, this is for something for everyone. They understand the needs of certain disciplines to have their own lens. So, yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of people, um, as we, we discussed prior to yeah. this podcast, like they think polarized is the best. <laughs> if it's, po- it's polarized, then you've got the best. Actually, polarized is good for driving, good for fishing, but it's not good for every instance because yeah. it takes away the depth perception. And sure. when you're on the golf course and that, you need to see that depth perception, mm-hmm. you know. And exactly, also as a surfer, also you – polarized is not great because when the ocean's clean you look through the wave and you Mm. can't actually see the formation of the wave and that's what you actually need to see you don't want to look through the ocean so that's the differences where prism is coming into it and where polarized that's the difference between the two love it yeah do you remember your first pair chris of of oakley's do you remember do you remember what they were the oakley minutes was my first really yeah did you compete did you cycle with them on uh yes i did actually really? yeah i remember in school in high school um when the the m frames were starting to be used by cricketers in uh, uh in the 90s and i remember um as a first team i was the captain of the first team cricket team and one of the things that, I, that i'd been saving for and it had been a couple of birthdays at birthday and at christmas and i wanted my very first pair of oakley sunglasses and i, I wanted them because they had this iridium blue that they just launched and for me on the M frame and it was a see through the transparent M frames. It was it was just the coolest looking pair of glasses. Looking number one and number two, the big sell about um, about looking through the, these le- these the, the world's best optics to see in you know different shapes etc on the cricket field because cricketers they were wearing them were obviously talking about the great benefits of having them on, uh, and I just I was like I save up more money more money and I'll never forget it was my birthday's in March and it was towards the end of the season and I went along in February to go buy these M frames. And you know what the saddest thing was? And nothing happened with the glasses. I was 
so in love with these glasses, I was too scared to wear them on the cricket field. <laughs> <laughs> so I had these amazing M-frames, right? I'd look cool when we, we were warming up. I'd look cool till we got to the field, and then I'd pack them away and go play cricket. <laughs> and eventually I thought, well, that defeats Somsley. They were built to be doing what they're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. But it was, it was having that bit of equipment yeah, yeah. that I'd really treasured, treasured um, that was my very first pair. And, and that kind of laid the, the, fun, uh, the foundation to every single purchase thereafter and until eventually uh, the brand and I uh, became friends and, uh, and we've had a long lasting relationship in terms of Oakley yeah. and myself uh, and, and the brand is, it is it's, it's a family uh, I'd like to see your relationship certainly Seth on your, uh, on, on, on your part with the athletes that you have in South Africa whether they be rugby players uh, cyclists it's a family of athletes and you get that sense um, whenever the family's together whenever communication is in the family that when one individual individual in the family does well when they get a podium, whether it be for mountain biking, whether it be for uh, a, a, a rugby sevens uh, medal, you feel as a family unit, we've got, we've, got, we've got to win in the camp. We've got to win in the family. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, as, as we've had product launches and getting all these athletes together at certain times, and they all come from all the sports that we target, from all different sporting backgrounds, it's actually great to see how the guys interact. And actually, that was the basis of why we pulled together the Oakley Crossover event mm. like we did, to get Stunning. all these athletes um, from across. And uh, those guys have become like a posse, you know, yeah. as you know, because you're one of them. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so. it's, 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 it's a phenomenal brand. And I want to talk just quickly about two products that have just recently launched. Uh, uh, Chris, you, you, you guys are stocking them as a, as a cycling outlet. That they do very well, and, and many other outlets have them. Um, as soon as Oakley actually release any sporting uh, product, and now the, these two are specifically cycling products, um, they get snapped up really quickly. Flight jacket, field jackets, these are two just phenomenal in the products. Uh, you and I were the first to go, can you believe it? Yeah. This definitely, is what's available. It definitely goes down as my favorite glasses. I mean, I used to love the jawbreakers, but the fact that the, the top end of the frame is, is frameless mm. um, just feels a bit more open, and it's definitely going down as my favorite one. Jawbreakers are still, by the way, because Cavendish has his own edition of jawbreakers that are now out and available as well. They're still in the marketplace. Mm. Cyclists still love them. We can see a Tour de, Fra Tour de France is a classic example. In actual fact, most of the field are still in jawbreakers, uh, a couple of them transi transitioning across uh, to, to, to the new products that are on the market. You've tried both of the new uh, products. So have I as a cyclist. Uh, tell us that you, you mentioned the one having, and I'll get into the, the, the technical side of it because Seth will explain how the, the, the testing goes into And I'm sure they give it to a whole lot of cyclists before they release the product. Um, what do you, you like about pro both products? Firstly, I think the, I mean, I love having an open, clear view and mm. not see a frame. That's why I also like the radar EVs as well. But uh, the jawbreakers, I always felt like this is maybe a slight, if I see the frame. Right. And yeah. with the fly jackets, you know, yeah. pushing maybe in a, in a position where you bend, you basically bend your back over and you might see yeah. the frame easier but the the fly jackets for the sure I mean, vision. Yeah, yeah i love it i mean yeah. it's uh, and it's nice and light as well and also the little adjustable nose piece to to bring it away from your face sure, or, that enhance yeah. on the nose piece yeah. so you can pull it f further away from your face you click the button pulls yeah. away from the face and it allows the airflow to come through and so it's it stops the fogging on, on those cold mornings so this is and it's a, basically a two-finger system i'm right in saying that uh, seth you you could put your finger basically on the nose piece with your thumb pop the lens forward 
uh, it instead of misting up, it just allows the airflow through the glasses. Correct. It still sits comfortably. The nose piece doesn't move. It sits fast where it is, and it just allows for them to demist or defog. Uh, and once it's defogged, you just push it back onto onto 100%. your face again. And then and, and also they've worked. R and D's done well as well with our athletes again to test them in wind tunnels, and so the aerodynamics of the flight jacket just is that that's much more superior to to the rest of the the cycling eyewear as well. You know, yeah. and then you've got the two two um, uh, different ear stems for adjustab- yes. adjustability for different helmets, so yeah. the fit is always uh, perfect. Then the field jackets. Now this, I happen to prefer the field jackets. Oh, you love them. I love the field jackets. They're the most comfortable shade. I mean, I love the flight jackets. They're <coughs> also superb. Love them. Love the open top. What I love about them is, is that they don't, they almost disappear on your face when you've got them on. They almost, do, they feel a lot bigger on in terms of your vision. Um, they feel like you've got so much more vision uh, view uh, than, than when you actually look at them off your face. When you look at them off your face, you think, oh, I've seen this before maybe somewhere else. You put them on in terms of something that previously that Oakley's brought out and it's like wow these are amazing I run in them I do a bit of cross tra- obviously I was, I was about to say I do a bit of cross dressing in them I do a bit of cross training them I'll get on the bicycle and I'll cross dress yes. I'll cycle the skirt on um, they're, they're just a magnificent same uh, uh, same cyclist same person you're targeting with that with that glass yeah, you know, a field jacket out in the field. So, you know, um, it's each their own kind yeah. of thing. But um, I think more the field jacket in terms of mountain bike, um, you, you can runners can wear it as well. Yeah. Um, but more, more so on the mountain bike. And uh, yeah, and then whereas the flight jacket is more road, more triathlon, you know, along those those type of lines. But I mean, it, like I said, each their own. It's yeah. real preference at the end of the day. But uh, field jacket does have a good peripheral vision. It's a full Stunning. frame uh, piece, but yes. the peripheral vision is quite key. That and you can put uh, prescription lenses into those field jackets as well. I just love it. And listen, we, we were talking now about obviously sports-specific glasses. The lifestyle range goes on and on and on. Various collections. There's a new Mist series that's out that I'm just blown away by. Um, you know that that once every two three months there's a range that almost kind of a breezes in where Oakley experiments with different colors. And I'm talking about now. I look at the, like a Holbrook, for example, a classic eyewear, a squarish design. It fits comfortably as a lifestyle. A, a, a product on your face and then you've got this mist collection where they've kind of gone with like a transparent and then added a color in uh, towards where we find the lens towards the end of the stems so you get the blues and the reds and it, yeah. you just notice like listen every three or four months they're taking a product that already exists and color combi- combining it with something else that's really funky and, and attractive to the consumer absolutely something trying to always um come up with new ideas and I'm quite impressed you've got really good product knowledge probably better than what I have you know? um, but you know you've got your finger on the pulse there that's for sure so it shows your passion for the brand but uh, I think um, yeah it's um, it's so we got some really cool new styles like yeah. that latch key and um, and obviously frog skin light because the frog Ooh, skin has been the iconic so pair but frog skin light is really cool and um I'm noticing uh, in summertime people t- tend to prefer the brighter frames in that, and then wintertime people always go for the darks. You know, over the, over the last uh, two or three weeks, we've been at the surf events in Belito and in the Jeffries Bay Open, and a lot of the surfers they were opting for more the darker f- uh, lenses and the darker frames. They don't want t- too much of the bright, bright stuff. So geez. it goes through. Ugh, it just goes through swings and roundabouts. You know, yeah. like sometimes. Yeah. Just to wrap up our conversation, and this is off um, the Oakley side and back on more onto the Seth side because um, you, you you're giving back in a big way in terms of teaching people to get 
into the water, to become friends of the ocean, to get up on a surfboard and surf. And I think it's just such an amazing thing to be able to do as a father or, or a mother uh, to be able to go out with your daughter or your son and go and surf with them. It's just an incredible experience. It's a, a one-of-a-kind bonding um, experience that you can't explain unless you've done it. You've started the uh, your surf school. Tell us quickly about it. How can people get a hold of your surf school if people would love to get into the water? I know this is a cycling podcast, but I'd love to talk about that because I think as, a, as a, uh, a another sport, there's a lot of people that put their bikes down uh, when they get to the water and go out there and, cr- and catch a surf. Yeah, you know, um, I t- in order to formalize my surf school, um, I mean, I've been teaching people how to surf all yeah. along since I was on the tour, and I've yes. been teaching a lot of my athletes how to surf yeah. and that as well. And I thought I was getting a lot more requests for people um, wanting to surf. So I just formalized it by creating uh, my surf school, Seth Surf School, and I've got a Facebook page, and you can log on to the Facebook page, and then it will shoot me through an email, and then we can. that's how we conduct my bookings. I can promise you it is well worth that if you've never been near a surfboard or maybe you just want to touch up your game there's no better way to learn that by than having a former professional tell you what you're doing wrong sharpen your your surf game and if you've never been on the board before to take you through the a to z of being on a surfboard seth's surf school look on them on facebook we'll put we'll attach to this podcast as well a link from all our various social media pages we want you to get out into the water with seth and go and enjoy yourself seth thank you very much for chatting about oakley's latest products that are out there for your commitment not only to the brand uh, but brand South Africa in terms of sport, all the amazing athletes that you deal with, with that we call family members, household names in South Africa, and for being um, yeah, a phenomenal ambassador for sport in South Africa. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolute pleasure. Chris, let's talk quickly events. Tour de France, what are we looking at this week? We've got uh, uh, had the first um, cobble stage, which was really exciting. I mean, uh, it roughened up the field. Um, and uh, actually, it was exciting to see what the main climbers or the general classification riders were going to do to stick with guys like Sagan. And they did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, they actually all finished together. So um, that's behind. And then uh, they went into the first mountain stage, which was a good thing to see who's going to be the main contenders. And uh, you could clearly see the top 10, 15 guys who is going to compete for GC. Mm. And today, another big mountain stage to yeah. go into. So it's getting more and more excited and more steeper into the bigger mountains. And so nice today as well. If you are listening to this on the Wednesday or any day of the week, Mandela Day in South Africa was on the 18th of July. So if you're listening to this in Joburg or overseas and you're catching uh, uh, this midweek or towards the weekend, uh, it was nice to see the Dimension Data team, to see Doug Riders boys all out in their very special Madiba uh, helmets for the occasion. I think it's just incredible to see the support that the South African team has in recognizing uh, the inspiration that is Nelson Mandela. So that was a, tri- uh, a fitting tribute for Mandela Day to see Team, team Die Data in those helmets. Um, a quickly look ahead to the weekend. What are we having in terms of events this weekend? On Saturday, we've got the Chas Everett around the pot Overberg 100 miler. That's a big one. Then we also have the 2018 SA Mountain Bike Cross Country Championships in the Free State. And then uh, also the Trapnet 360 in Gauteng. I love that, the Trapnet. <laughs> uh, Cape Town weather for the weekend. You're in for a beautiful weekend. It might not rain because it'll rain next week, Tuesday. Uh, but in terms of Saturday and Sunday getting out for a cycle, you're looking at 19 degrees on Saturday, partly cloudy. Sunday, 22. It's a perfect day and the wind picks up from Monday. Johannesburg, it's freezing cold. Saturday starts out at 3 degrees, gets up to 16. Uh, dress warm if you're going to be in a mountain bike or a road bike. Sunday, exactly the same. It's cut paste Saturday, Sunday. Thanks uh, very much to our guest again, Seth Hulley. Seth Hulley's uh, Surf School. Uh, we'll put all the details online and from Christopher. Myself, Ryan O'Connor, will catch you for another episode of Time in the Saddle soon.